Something smells delicious in here. Yeah, it does. I'm hungry. Jake, are you eating El Ranchito Taco Shop? <coughs> that looks amazing. What did you order? <coughs> Tacos. Um, what? <coughs> Guac. Jake, are you choking? Get out of my way, Michael. He needs a Heimlich. <coughs> Oh my god, I cannot believe this is happening again. Jake, you know you're allergic to avocado! One generic allergy medication later. Are you okay? <sighs> yeah. Almost dying is so worth it to have some El Ranchito creamy guac. <coughs> Thanks, Eric, for trying to save me, even though I wasn't joking. I know. I just wanted to get you from behind. <laughs> well, I guess this is a good time to tell everybody that if you're ever in the Inland Empire and are craving some great Mexican food, visit El Ranchito Taco Shop in Lake Elsinore. <laughs> Seriously, I follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Ranchito Elsinore. El Ranchito Taco Shop. More than just great Mexican food. <laughs> my turn this week it is well it was your turn last week i already saw it mike it's a bit (laughs) welcome back everybody (laughs) welcome back we missed you yes i've been on death's doorstep that's well is that true all lies no it is all lies we're we're glad you're feeling better though i am physically healthy and feeling great mentally not so much um but i'm a service advisor it kind of comes with the territory now we're warranty administrator yeah so anyways welcome to customer states podcast we talk about the automotive industry there's lots of tangents pull up a beverage sit down have fun speaking of beverage put it get it real close in there she's ready She's ready. Oh my god! Oh. It's Kevin! Thank you, Kevin! Thank you, bud. He's, you... Al- he's already in his comfies. Oh, y'all. I'm jelly. Oh. I'm in the most comfiest of comfies today. You, are. you look like Pooh Bear. Oh, thank you. Uh, but <laughs> I am wearing pants. Yeah, right. Oh, shit. <laughs> Unfortunately. Ooh, here. Pass that down to Eric. So this is the... He's ha- had this... Oh. No. No, he has not. So that's the half and half. So that's less lemon... Mm. Yeah, that shit good. Your peach is amazing. For those of you Thank who don't you. know what we're talking about, we're talking about the beverages that we're... They already drinking. know Michael if they'd watch the YouTube. Really? That's rude. They are a type... How dare you type? assume they're not smart enough to figure it out? <laughs> wow, are... Mike. Who they... are you again? Go for it, Allie. They are a type of hard seltzer that is not false. Sweet. It is not Fuck, false. Fuck, I regret ever giving <laughs> you a chance. My name is Jake. Why was I late for that party? I just realized what you were saying. Uh, it was very clever. My name's Jake. I'm a service advisor, kind of a service manager, assistant, whatever. Fuck it all. Um, I write or something funny, Alar. No, not at all. I she write, just wants to watch you fuck it all. Uh, right. Yeah. I write repair orders and I listen to customers bitch about most of the time nothing. So I'm alive. I'm above ground. I'm happy. Mike's next to me. Hi. Hi. My name is Mike Sarah. I am the senior master technician and shop foreman at a dealership. And to my left is Eric Montenegro. Shop foreskin. Hi. Hi. Foreskin. 
Oh my god. Ooh, are you okay? What is wrong? I'm with having me? this problem too. Maybe it's these are extra. <coughs> no, I inhaled and the spit went down. Oh. oh no, that's not the problem oh, I'm so having. I usually don't have a problem. So he does have a gag reflex. No, <laughs> that's not the same thing. Thank you very much. And what? <coughs> oh my god, I will eventually get past this. I am so sorry, Mike. I know you're extremely disappointed in me right now. Um, <laughs> heavy line technician for Ford Motor Company over five years now. Thank you. Would you like some heavy line? Congratulations. I'd love a heavy line. Um, I hope you're talking about fishing because... To my left, while I Allie, that's poke this test. beautiful babe. Oh, some 20-pound tests, 50-pound... Are we talking about Joe titties? Oh, God, that would be terrible. The back problems. Oh, my God. To my left is the beautiful Allie Paul. I'm not an anime character. You could be. Oh, thank you. Ew, ew. Ew! <laughs> Hi, I'm Allie Paul. I'm a warranty administrator. I've been doing it for 13 years. I hate my life. <laughs> Do you need to speak to the manager? The timing was just absolutely impeccable. Yeah, you know... I know I said my name was Allie Paul earlier, but I'm changing it to Karen because I need to speak to your manager. When? Right meow? Right now. Right meow. Right now. Right meow. Joke's on you, bitch. I am the manager. <laughs> Mike's the manager. So, so this story um, actually comes from me, and it's kind hi, of... Me. It's, hi, uh, hi, hi, it's, me. Hi, me. It's not what you would hi, think me. coming from me. Um, <laughs> so we had a, a used-up car that got sold to a customer... A used up car? Uh, yeah. Sorry, used car. Oh. Just uh, like how Mike likes his women, used up. <laughs> <laughs> and preferably. But I'm sir! And preferably. Cheap. Oh, okay. What did I say? Cheap? No, I, I, oh. I didn't hear you. Oh, and preferably cheap. Gotcha. Yes. Um, so we sold this used up car to a customer, and I think the way the story goes is like a few days later, the customer has it towed back into the dealership. After driving for 10 minutes, the vehicle shuts off. Oh, is this, wait, is this the one that you sent us pictures of? The mm. early bird drop-off envelope? No. Oh, bummer. No. Did we talk about no. that? No, we didn't talk, talk that about that. Dude, that is a, sorry to interrupt, <laughs> that fucking envelope lives in... Absolute. <laughs> okay, side sidebar. Wait, wait. We're doing it right now. I didn't post that picture. That yet. shit lives in infamy at my dealership <laughs> right now. Everybody uh -huh. thinks that is fucking awesome because it's like, honestly, I wish customers were more like that. Don't bitch. Don't moan. Just tell us. It's like, it's flat out. We're, we'll help you. <laughs> That's it's a pretty good one. So um, if my memory serves me correctly. Um, it was like a 2016 uh, Focus. Yes. And um, it's an early bird, and the car is dropped off, and so I'm the first person that gets the early birds every morning. So in the envelope is the keys, and on the envelope is this name and the information for the vehicle, and down below in, like, all capital letters, scrawled out, like, you know, in some sort of crazy hieroglyphics almost is, like, I just picked this car up and it's effing, you know, it's already effing you know, messed up or whatever. I mean, she was going on and off like, you know, I just picked it up. I was, it sat here for three months and it's still fucked up right now. It's, oh, I think <laughs> yeah, she it said it um, this piece of shit or something, something like, like that. that. I she, have my phone in front of me. There yeah. were yeah. expletives she in said, it. She said, I just picked up this car or I just picked up this car. The piece of shit still broke. Oh yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That was, I think that's the exact verbiage <laughs> yes. that yeah. was used. I'll, I'll post the picture. Yeah, now. I just okay. picked up the car. This piece of shit still broke. And I'm like, 
Fantastic. That's what yeah. happened. You Boy told games. it like it is. And that was a while ago. I actually don't know what became of that, but yeah, that was, that was a solid month you ago. I think. I hope Karen got her car back. <laughs> Wasn't her name actually Karen? Her name was Karen. Yeah, That's why that was, was the, the irony of it. it. Was like you know, <clears throat> I was expecting her to have to talk to the manager because of all of her capital letters. She used them all. So continue your story. Um, so we had this used up car that sold. Blah, blah blah. Car shuts off. You said used up car again. That's I, I say that he a lot did. because it's, he does. He did say used up car yeah. again. Yeah. Um, no, this is actually the first days. time I've heard him say that. Um. Hmm. Hmm. Huh. So hmm. this used oh. car. You can say used up. No, Maybe I like that's used your up, thing. But it is the first time I've heard. Oh, it. Uh. So it happens to be not one of our products. It happens to be a Jeep. And none of us really know anything about it. We weren't really able to get the problem to act up. So we just said, well, let's, you know, it's got these codes in it. Let's just ship it over to Jeep. So. Hi, Kier. <laughs> ker, 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 ker. <laughs> Brought it over to Jeep. I said, you know, hey, it's got this check engine light on. Here's the codes, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, we'll take a look at it. So, you know, all right. Uh, needed crankshaft position sensor. V-Ref is dropping out. All good to go. Like, so I walk back over to the dealership and I'm like, okay, you know, I'm just BSing with Kier, like. Um, as they, they bring the vehicle up and, uh, I'm like, so did you guys put miles on it? He's like, yeah, no, we just let it sit in the lot for four hours. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so I looked at the RO and they had actually put like six miles on. I was like, okay. Like I still have to drive it. He's like, why you don't trust me? I'm like, I don't trust any mechanics. <laughs> so we had, a, we had a, a laugh about that as well. But yeah, I, so I went and drove it for 10 minutes and tried to drive it for 10 minutes. Tried to drive it for 10 Didn't minutes. Didn't get very far, Bro. did you? So about five miles down the road, I start feeling this like kicking sensation. And you know, this is my first time driving a Jeep Cherokee. I have no idea what it's supposed to feel like, but this doesn't feel right to me. So I'm heading back to the dealership and I'm like, you know, Why are we're, you we're so on the extra? auto mall. Like, I love you, you, but you are so extra. With what? Just in general. It's <laughs> quality control. Let, let me tell you, and, and, I, and I'm not putting you down or anything. It's funny because I, I just, I love you the way you are. Mm. But the way that you're describing driving this Jeep Cherokee, just that it's it's bucking or what did you say it was cutting out or whatever? Yeah, it felt like a misfire. Right. Okay. So it felt like a misfire. Right. Oh. But then you go into, but I don't know how a Jeep is supposed to drive as if implying that maybe they misfire all the time. Like, come on. It was it was at idle. It wasn't like, it was like every once in a while, you know, it almost felt like the AC compressor was kicking on. So I had to turn the AC off to make sure that it just wasn't that. I mean, right. it was very subtle at idle. It was just the way that it was delivered. It sounded very like... You know, I'm not a technician, so I don't know if that these Jeeps drive differently <laughs> and misfire they, differently. So, it's an engine at the end of the day. So, so so here's where the story gets good. But And that's fine. I just wanted to point that out. It was funny. It made me smile. Like, you are ridiculous. <laughs> so so I go in. Are you okay? I'm fine. So Nothing I, happened. I pull in back. Don't watch the, the video. The, I pull back into the dealership, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, yeah, something's not right. So I call Kier. I'm like, hey, man, like, do you have a second? Like, you know, I'm no expert on Jeeps, but this doesn't feel right to me. He's like, yeah, let's, you know, look, uh, bring it in the service drive. You know, let's go. Let's I've go got a P0303. Is that right for this? <laughs> <laughs> Does, is that the same for Jeep? Right. Oh, okay. So that's standard. Okay, great. I won't follow it. Sorry. So one, 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 of the advisors, so one of the advisors comes over and pops his little dongle into the um, uh, OBD port. To check. There's no codes in it. I'm like, but you feel it like right now as it's sitting, like put it in gear. It feels like it's idling up. Oh, yeah. These things feel like that. It's just a terrible design, blah. Blah, blah. I'm like, okay. So I'm like, 
Is, and that's why the customer brought it in for that? Well, the customer brought it in like after 10 minutes of driving the vehicle, it's stalled. Oh, it's stalled. That's yeah. right. You said that. And um, so I'm like, here, just like, you know, let's go out for, for a, a road test. So Kier hops in and I reverse out of the service drive and go to go put it in drive to pull away and the car stalls. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's normal. It's fine. Don't worry about it. These things are just pieces of shit. <laughs> and I, I cycle the ignition <laughs> off and I turn it back on and the check engine lights on. I'm like, nice. okay. Yay. <laughs> so he's like, well, I guess we're going back in the service drive. <laughs> so we pull it in the service drive and it had the exact same code that it had from last time. And turns out it's no fault of their own. Somebody else had been dealing with that car, dicking around with it. They had already replaced the PCM. They had already kind of go into wiring, trying to chase this problem, which is why somebody traded that car in in yeah. the first place. Mm-hmm. So there it sits at the Jeep dealership waiting for its fate. But still it was, has not been diagnosed. It was very funny because I mean I very could have easily gone in there as a customer saying, I just paid two hundred something dollars to have this vehicle fixed. It's the clock spring. It's, it, you know <laughs> <laughs> something's something's still wrong with it. I need to speak to the manager. And then when the manager comes out and be like, There's nothing wrong with the vehicle, we'll come for a road test with me, and then it stalls on him in the surface drives like right. maybe there is something wrong but it wasn't that sort of instance but i mean it was just very ironic how that happened it has very, it been diagnosed ironic. yet or not yet it's still a v-ref since uh, a v-ref issue but that uh circuit goes like the crankshaft position sensor the accelerator uh accelerator pedal position sensor um and a few other sensors that use clock spring. V-ref. <laughs> <laughs> just throw a clock spring on it but um knock sensor it's it's kind of like are we going to unwind the deal for the customer that just bought the car or are we going to spend however much money it needs to put a wiring harness in it and go from there? I mean, it's it probably what it is. Could what need this, for... it could need that. I mean, it's, you know, unclear as to their diagnostics on it so far. That's but... what you get for buying a used Jeep. No, well, any Jeep. Mm. Sorry, Kier. I want a Jeep. I had, I had no problem with the Jeep that we rented. That thing was fucking beat to shit when I rented it. It was fine. Oh, I thought you meant when you turned it back in. Well, that it was even worse. It started off started off with one windshield chip, came back with about nine. Oh, but, that was the that was the trip that we kind of broke Mike's windshield. Yes, we, no, we, we broke it. Yeah, it was yeah, we, we have talked it. about it before. Yes. So, yes, Jake. Story put on my crown since it's a crowning achievement. I'm crowning, but, crowning, crowning. It will. <laughs> No one likes that. The joy just instantly <laughs> leaves her eyes. Video edit. Uh, you should see how. Itch- no, I don't even want to talk about you it. You should see how itchy gets when my niece says it. And she does it fucking perfectly. I love her. It's terrible. My it's niece. disgusting. Next time, my niece is awesome. House. Next time I go to your parents' house, I'm going to ask her to do it. You uh, when we're at uh, when we're at your brunch. We'll have oh, they're her do gonna it. be there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wait, yeah we I told you. Told you. The... No, you said seven people will be there. You didn't tell me that who. is fair. That is fair. There's a lot of people. I feel like I told you. You did not. I would have remembered that. Okay. It, we you did. Said seven we didn't mention who. Okay. We just said seven. Yes. So oh, I would have liked that to be a surprise. I'm sorry. We went off on a tangent. I apologize. Back to your crowning achievement. It's okay. It's just Allie's birthday on Saturday. It's yes, it is. What? No. Is she, it? She's going to be 27. Do you guys know Again? that I'm going to be 34 on 3-4 on March 4th? So it's like a weird golden birthday. That is. Yeah. That's very cool. It. Yeah. So crowning achievement <laughs> besides meeting the love of my life. Oh. Um, <laughs> Who's talking about me? Oh. 
shit. So it's my birthday week. You can't do shit and like she that. She can cry if she wants to. Yes. Right. So I have the dealership. He's not my customer, and I'm okay with that. He's a he's a bit much, but he's funny at times. So this gentleman, Mr. Crown, and this is where the crowning achievement mm. comes from. Won't use his first name. Thomas. But yeah. Mr. Crown is a very run-of-the-mill um uh crap what's it called a asshole no um oh oh my god uh customer no and and this is gonna and this (laughs) is same thing no this is gonna drive me crazy if i can't uh think of it it's like when you judge somebody by an idea that's not necessarily true What's you that like called? have a weird Bigot? perception of that? No, but it's it falls Hypocrite. under no um, the terminology when like um, God, I can't like say. a stereotype. Uh, yeah, thank you. Okay, okay. When yeah, thank you. Sorry. So I, I'm all like, I can't, oh, I can't explain. Today, Junior. I'm like, I can't explain this word without sounding like a racist asshole. Oh my God. <laughs> so well, now that we can move on, he is a well. It's this is he's a very stereotypical <laughs> East Coast Jew. Okay. Oh, so okay. this is part of this is part of the story. It draws the picture. Shut up, Mister. Jumps around his stories. The truck stalled and has a misfire. I went to Kier. We drove and it stalled. Don't start with me, Jumpy. Okay. This is a storytelling no. podcast. <laughs> so stereotypical East Coast Jew has the accent the whole nine yards. It's like, yeah, you know, I come in the end, all this shit. It's him. So he calls. And I go, welcome to so-and-so dealership. How can I help you? This is Jake. And he goes, Jake, this is Mr. Crown. I'm here to you know, schedule my appointment. The car's telling me I need service. Oh, oh my God. Blah, blah, blah. Jewish, Jewish, Jewish. So he, that's what he's like. <laughs> so I go, all right, Mr. Crown, let's set this up for you. You know, what all do you need? And he lets me know. And he's like... What type of coupons you get? Because you yeah, know I'm a cheap Jew and all this tonight. Does he say yes. that? Yes. He's like, I'm a cheap on him. I'm a cheap Jew. I like to pinch my pennies. I like to make sure I've got extra money. And I'm like, okay, no problem. We have a good laugh. And he goes, Jake, I just want to tell you, you're a great person. And I respect you for who you are. But at the same time, I talk a lot of bullshit and I wouldn't believe anything that comes out of my fucking mouth. <laughs> He's funny when he wants to be, but I yeah, that's pretty good. I started dying on the phone and my manager walks in and he looks at me and I'm all, it, it kind of gives me that. Oh, I'll explain it later. Yeah, he kind of gives me that look like, could you be professional for 10 minutes? <laughs> nope, I'm a service advisor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is what sells. So it, that was funny with that whole thing but it's if you guys could ever hear him it's hard not to laugh at anything that he ends up saying that's cool yes. two two three bo8 oh does eric know about this one two three bo8 i do i saw it is it a recall yeah mm. it is oh so we're going to be replacing a lot of engines here very soon oh so brand new Broncos, Explorers, <gasps> and Rangers. Oh. So 2022, 2023. 23. 23. Oh, wow. Do you guys have a cylinder head leak? <laughs> so no, it's better than that. 
Oh, thermal events? No, no. Well, not that good. Oh, okay. <laughs> not that good. <laughs> Better than a cylinder head leak, not as good as thermal events. So essentially what the program is, is that anything equipped with a 2.3 liter uh, four-cylinder engine in the Ranger, Bronco, Oh, and, it's like your Mazda uh, 3. Explorer. Um, well, yes and I no. know, yeah. I know. Um, they're saying that at this specific plant during these specific dates, the piece of equipment used to hone the um, where the crankshaft goes in the engine block for the bearings and the oil passages and stuff like that. That piece of equipment was uh, fucking uh, up. Yeah, fucking up essentially. Yeah. I, I don't remember the ex- exact words they used. Malfunctioning. Yeah, and that it could lead to either it either it's already had a catastrophic engine event and needs to be replaced, or it could lead to future catastrophic engine events and will need replacement. So they're just anything. In this build date, replace the engine. Well, St- like stop delivery, hold, all that kind of stuff. Well, oh, stop sales. I'm pretty sure it's a stop sale one, right? Eric? No, I didn't notice if oh. it was a stop sale or Anyway, not. I mean, it's a... Are parts you know. readily available? <laughs> it's Ford. What do you think? <laughs> it's any manufacturer. I'm looking it up right now. I, I had closed my browser, otherwise I would have looked it up, but... Bother. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's just like crazy. It's just the, the stuff that we're going through these days, uh, quality control, a and B parts availability. You know, just, I received an email a couple of days ago from Mazda saying, we're still in line to get everything back to normal with parts availability by the middle of this March. Well, no, you're not. Cause, <laughs> cause we're fucking a week and a half out and we still can't get shit. Yeah. It's, it's really bad right now. And I, you know, everybody's back working. The economy's back bustling, but I can't believe that everybody that works at the factories has an OnlyFans account that they're making money on, you know, so we <laughs> can get back to work people. One of the main things right now that's like really, really sticking a fucking knife in my ribs is a lot of the older Mazdas right now, the compliance bushings and the dust boots are disintegrating on the lower control arms. It's time, it's, you know, whether it's the cars have 150, 200,000 miles, yeah. it happens. But the problem is, is we're like a lot of these cars coming in. We can pretty much guarantee that out of the five that we see, three to four of them need wow. the lower control arms. How many of those customers buy them though? 85%. Really? Yeah. That's good. 85%. For whatever reason, lower control arms when they're needed is almost a guaranteed sale. Is it under $500? No. It's like $1,600. No. Whoa. I need about three for Yes. So that part is severely intergalactic back-ordered. And, of course, because we're a smaller dealership, the parts ordering program or software that we use, I think it's called PartsEye like EYE, it allows you to automatically order or it will automatically order for you based on how much you've sold, how much has sat in stock. It's like an intelligent inventory. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, with that, it bases on what you're allowed to order. Like if you order over that number, what it's used to, it kind of flags it and says, hey, are you sure this could go elsewhere that has a better chance of selling? So it's kind of hard to keep that in stock, number one, because we're a smaller dealer. <clears throat> so thankfully, I've had four customers last week that all need their lower control arms. And of course, they're all for the same effing car. It's 2014 and 2015 Mazda 3s that are really back-ordered. And the local dealership that's in Van Nuys, that is also a Mazda dealership and a Ford dealership and all types of other dealerships, 
they had 17 of each side. Jeez. So they gave us four sets. And of course, they go, the first time is, okay, this is the only set we're going to give you. They send us the second one. Okay, this is really the last one. Mm -hmm. Third and fourth come around, and they go, by the fourth one, they're like, okay, guys, we're sure. We can't give you any more of these. And Not they, one more time, I'm telling and you. And anyways, they get more selling it to us because we pay a premium. We usually yeah. pay 10% over, 15%, whatever it is. Oh. So we tried again just because we needed another one. Unfortunately, we were stopped on that. But it's shit like that. And it's like, I understand it's a massive fucking dealership, and they have the money to do that, but it's like... Really? Help a brother out. 17? Yeah. I'm like, guys. Yeah. And we checked the stock. Like, there was another three customers that I dealt with when they finally, after the four sets, said no. We can see other dealership stocks. We all share the same yeah. software. Yeah, yeah. Right. Those numbers haven't moved. They moved when we bought one. So it's like... They've it's got not a, like they're flying off the shelves for them. Right. So they've got another 13 pairs. And it's like... I've got business, please. So the two customers now that are waiting on it, they're looking at a three to four month wait. Jesus. And, and you can't go aftermarket, I'm assuming. Nah. Well, uh, we offer, but not a lot of customers. Yeah. Like the whole thing is certain aftermarket. When you say aftermarket, they're oh yeah, that's fine. You know, it's this for whatever reason, suspension components. Everybody's like, no, 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 no. I don't want to go that way unless it, well, it's not suspension, but axles all fucking day long. Everybody's like, oh, fuck yeah. Save, save 350 bucks for an axle, slap that bitch on. It's a metal rod. Your lower control arm is technically a metal rod, but I mean arm, but still, I, I don't know. So it's been tough. The lower control arms are back ordered really bad. Um, the screen repair kits for certain cars, it's ghost touch or whatever. I've talked about it before, but the screens hop around. They make decisions on their own. Oh. So you can't use your infotainment system. Those are back ordered to fucking shit. And Mazda will not. The whole screen, readily available. Thousands of units. They will not authorize that. It's not a safety concern. They said, nope. Customers just got to fucking deal with it. Do, and, doesn't matter if they no can't make phone. They escalate the process or anything they, like they that. They do not give a shit at Mazda, man. You can't listen to music. You can't use your nav. You can't make phone calls. None of it. But. It's not a safety concern. Man, Sorry, not a problem. Is the climate control through that as well? No, thank no. God. I can't imagine. That thank would be... Oh, dude. That might borderline yeah. a safety concern. Yeah, that... Fuck. I can't defrost my windshield. I guess it is a safety concern. There you go. That, I think that would be considered yeah. a safety concern. I, it would. It would. Yeah. So, well, and it's silly stuff like that where... It's the where, com where companies like go, this is where we want to put our efforts into, like... A few years back, there was a recall for a door sash molding for older Mazda 6s. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. So there was a door sash molding recall where certain, certain Mazda 6s, if you, if the customer were to reach their hand on the top of the door and somehow stick their hands underneath the molding, that underneath there were sharp edges that they could cut their hands Why on. the fuck would you stick your... <laughs> My point, fuck it. It takes work to get underneath these. <laughs> but, that, but that was like, it's stupid shit. Because like, one person did that. Yeah, one person... Sued Mazda. Yeah, one person gashed their fingers across and couldn't use their hand. So it's shit like that. It's like, you sell a product that you want people to come back and use, and you continue to use the same shitty infotainment system all the way up to 2019. But all these people, nope, sorry, fuck you. 
So they're never going to buy another Mazda again no. because you're because right. the twelve hundred dollar part that it's worth in warranty, instead of giving them what they want and then going to buy a forty two thousand dollar SUV, we'll give our business to Lexus or Tesla mm-hmm. or Ford. Mm-hmm. Isn't this part available on exchange for the uh, repair kits? Yes. Oh, not the repair kits for the infotainment. Don't they have a or? We're just doing it they with a repair still, kit. They still will not do it. And, and here's, okay, the other thing. United Radio doesn't have fucking shit anymore because mm. they don't give they don't give full screens. Because they're just making, because we're just using repair it's kits? It's just a lens kit. They were rebuilding oh. when they were allowing full screens because they got the full <clears throat> screen to rebuild. So they've shot themselves in the foot multiple times so when it does come to needing a new screen and they go oh get a repair kit call united radio united radio said fuck you we don't have any (laughs) mazda's process for when there's not a repair kit or a remain not a remanufacturer uh exchange unit available is wild you have to like contact all these people, include your documentation, put in a pre-authorization, hope you get the pre-authorization, make sure you include the documentation in the pre-authorization. It's gnarly. For a fucking screen, man. Yeah. I've got to call fucking my parts distributing center. They have to say, yep, it's the this is the only part that's available. Then call the fucking remanufacturing company that's United Radio. No, we don't have one. Then you put in a pre-off. And you then have to they, prove that you've go, done all this. Send things. in... A, B, and C from these three people that we're going to tell you to call anyways. Then call TechLine to verify that it is actually that and not a CMU or something stupid. Then we will allow you to put in a screen. Three and a half weeks goes by and the fucking customer still doesn't get a fucking screen. Yeah, and and how do you explain explain that to the customer? Yeah, exactly. Sorry, the car that you bought has no backing whatsoever. Mazda sucks dick. And you can't do that because you want another customer. Because if you're not selling cars, they're not going to come get them fixed. Give them the 1-800-EAT-SHIT number. Yep, that's what you do. Well, speaking of the 1-800-EAT-SHIT number, that the, and I, you know, fuck, I don't give a shit. The, <laughs> the. Tell us how you really feel. The Mon- well, Mike might be saving you right now. The, no, fuck this. <laughs> the, the Mazda customer assist line used to basically be the same people that ran tech line to an extent. It was people who worked for the company who at least knew somewhat about the product that could lead the customer in a good direction, keep them calm, explain things. Actual informed information. Exactly. Now, everything is outsourced by people who know nothing about cars, nothing about the product, sitting in some warehouse somewhere in a call center. And what they do is, we're so sorry, let let us call. And we get calls like this all the time. These people go, what's wrong with the car so we can explain it to the customer? Why isn't their car fixed? What? <laughs> can you explain to me what you found so I can tell the customer? Yeah. And then we do. And then we get a call back either from them or the customer. And they go, they gave us a $300 gift card to use towards the repair. What the hell? That's it. I guess it's better than a kick in the ass. Before it was all like, okay, we're going to fix this part for them. We're going to goodwill this. We want to keep them happy. Now it's... I hope you enjoy your Visa gift card that can use towards the repair of your piece of shit vehicle that the parts aren't available for. That's, well. So real quick, going back to the recall about replacing all those engines. 
before demonstrating or delivering any in new in stock vehicles involved in this program, dealers are to replace the engine assembly. So it is a stop sale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh. Wow. Wait. My, wait. Hold on. My, my department's blow. about to be a, real busy. Wait a minute. A fucking auto line that will get repairs done without questions? <laughs> So what makes Come it worse? Come to the dark side, Jacob. What makes it worse, though, um, with the labor times, is it only pays up to a certain amount, but yet they don't have labor times in the manual oh, same. for doing these same. jobs because the vehicles are too new. But they're only willing to pay up to this much. Now, real fast, what is up to that much? Or uh, one's know? like 14.7, the other one's like 12, one's 15 something. Like it, it varies to, for each vehicle, whether it's four wheel drive or rear wheel drive. So the, mo- and see, and that's the thing. It, I know that's still not really enough on a text aspect of really replacing a fucking long block, but for Mazda, you'd get 8.7, including diagnosis. Ew. Uh... Yeah, no. Well, those are also all front-wheel drive well, cars and stuff. So it's I mean, bit... the Explorers are too, and they were, it, that one was the lowest one. But still. I can I cannot wait for the new fucking repair guidelines and warranty times for this new fucking inline six we've got coming. Oh, I want to see. <laughs> I want to see how much CX ninety. I want to see how much my techs are going to get fucking shafted. <laughs> A lot. Yeah. Or crank shafted. Or the fact of like I said. For a spark plug replacement, you gotta drop the engine. The fuck what? Out of here. Uh, that's not that's not a joke. Our main uh, field service engineer that comes to our dealership, he goes, "You guys will have to drop the engine to replace the spark plugs on these." Isn't that like the old Porsches and stuff like that, or like that? You have to drop the whole thing out of the cradle. Yeah, but that took, takes all of thirty minutes. Yeah, but I mean, maybe this one. Yeah, is like and that. that came from his. He's like, "You have to drop the engine to replace spark plugs." Hmm. So I'm sure there will be technicians. I'm about to say, yes, of course. You get it. You can get a hammer in there that you can swing a little bit. Just clearance the firewall. It just makes your (laughs) dick crawl inside of you when one of their main guys comes out and goes, "You're gonna have to drop the fucking block." Don't drop it. Nothing is fucked here. Nothing is out of the vehicle control. Anyways, keys jingled. Let's move on. End rant. Hashtag end rant. Thank you to Travis Ferris from Hit Distributing, supplying us with Justice Brothers products. Thank you to Nick Lowridge for being awesome and supplying Matco's tool, Matco Tools and Milwaukee products. Not to like those other motherfuckers that sell the other shit at Snap-on. Oh, <laughs> Snap-on. you shouldn't have said the name. You know oh, who else we... There's only two companies! Oh, well. There's more than no, there's well, one. There's more than Sears. The, the, sorry, the main. Sears. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, don't forget about Cobalt. <laughs> what um, about Ryobin? <laughs> <laughs> but we also want to thank Husky Ray Moon. Oh yeah, Dewalt. <laughs> Ray Moon from El Ranchito Taco Shop in Lake Elsinore. His creamy guac is delicious. Did somebody say Ryobi? <laughs> I don't I even know what that is. It's clearly a tool company. We'll be right back. Bye. You can buy it at Kmart. Ooh, stop it. Be right back. Hi. Mike Sarah here from Customer States. If you're searching for the highest quality additives, lubricants, or cleaners for your automotive, heavy equipment, agricultural, or industrial machinery needs, look no further than the Justice Brothers line of products. 
from lubing your chainsaw, performing a complete fuel system treatment and decarb service on a customer's vehicle, keeping that forklift forking and lifting, or just need a can of that famous JB80 penetrant to persuade a rusty bolt, Justice Brothers has you covered. Travis Ferris of Hit Distributing is not only Southern California's authorized Justice Brothers distributor, but also a great friend of mine. Over the years, Travis has helped me and my dealership with anything and everything we need, including all the lines of Justice Brothers products and even equipment to perform the various services we may need for our specific application. HIT stands for honesty, integrity, and trust. So you know when you contact Travis, that's exactly what you'll get. That, combined with Justice Brothers supplying superior quality automotive products since the 1940s and 75 years in the racing industry, you will have absolutely everything at your disposal to get the job done. Justice Brothers is proudly made in the USA, and they have a satisfaction guarantee or your money back. Justice Brothers has the best quality products over any other competitor, and they'll gladly tell you that themselves. If you live in the Southern California area, call my man, Travis Ferris, at 805-208-7818. And if you don't, call him anyway and tell him I said thanks. And visit justicebrothers.com to learn more about their complete line of products. Justice Brothers, America's brand for quality. good thing um <laughs> anyway uh thank you very much for uh enjoying the lovely commercials during the break welcome back to customer states podcast mm-hmm. um we thanked our sponsors i do want to give a quick thank you also to um uh, mark marks for his 50 years of service in the ford industry um yes uh they did you dirty but congratulations on your retirement Anyway, I'm sorry. And congratulations. Uh, thank you for coming back. Um, what about some tire shop nonsense? Jacob? Oh, okay. It's me. Hi. 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 It's me. I'm the problem. It's me. Yes. Oh, oh my, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my God. We fucked this all up. Dude. All nonsense. Here. Wait, is, it's is just anybody you. else? Okay. Well, here. We could put some more in and post. There you go. <laughs> Didn't we make a sound bite at one point? Yes. But I it have, like yeah. wasn't clean or something. No, I have. It some. sounded good. They were on the, the best of episodes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I went through and sampled a bunch of them. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. What if you just took all of that's what we should do. I don't know if you guys know or like this. a minute long of like cracks <laughs> or, or just all of the cracks just played at one time. Oh, like track like on top of track on top, on top of, track. of each other. Yeah. Just be like one big. I was just be like, <laughs> well, I do want to hear some tire shop nonsense. Oh, it was my turn. Mm-hmm. Right on. Didn't we do this? <laughs> Hi, Jacob. <laughs> uh, so the tire shop BS is, it just so happens that it was a tire shop, not anything really in particular, but this more focuses or revolves around the fact of a shop or place that you use for like either help or a sublet or anything like that, especially companies or businesses that you've been using for a really long time, that one person can 
fuck it all. Ruin it. And what I mean by this is there's a local tire shop that's not a very long drive from the dealership that if we have a tire that's given us a hard time, they'll throw it on for us. What, for like mounting or balancing or something like right. that. Right. Yeah. Or if we have, you know, a nail that's a little too close to the sidewall for us, but we know they'll do it. They'll do it. And they've done all types of stuff for us. Always been good. No problems. We've been working with them for years. We know the owners, all that stuff. So I had a customer who came in, go figure, who needed lower control arms. Mm. No surprise. Yeah. And an axle. And we can get those aftermarket. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And go figure, you have to remove the tires to do such things. Hold up. And this customer, for whatever reason, and this goes out to any Mazda owners that are out there, nobody wants to steal the shitty rims on a fucking 2015 Mazda 3. I promise you, you do not need wheel locks. Everybody laughs at you. I swear. I swear to fucking God. If you have wheel locks on your 2015 Mazda 3, I hope somebody breaks your windshield. Are you talking about like just like the fancy splined ones? Like no. The generic I'm, ones? Or no, like the actual? I'm, no. Just, from the manufacturer just stock locking. manufacturer yeah, oh, fucking rims. Five spoke piece of shit. Nobody wants them. I promise. And the other thing is newsflash to anybody else listening if they want your fucking rims i don't fucking care what protection you have they'll take them there's always a way it's a theft deterrent so this guy's got these weird super fucky aftermarket wheel locks yes is this why you were going all around the shop asking yes. every single tech if they had a certain wheel yes. lock set so super aftermarket very fucky and they just looks weird. The clover that's in the middle, it's not smooth. The patterns aren't right. It's really fucking weird. So we go through all of our master sets. Nothing fits. A lot of stuff comes close, but the way that some of the points are angled, they're real sharp, so it won't fit. Right. Okay. So I call the tire shop that we always use. I get whoever his name was. And I go, look, Randolph. Man. Sure. <clears throat> I go... I've got wheel locks on right now, and I've had this car already one day longer than necessary because we had to wait for certain parts, and I can't find this guy's wheel lock key. And we scoured this car. It's everywhere, not in the trunk, not inside, nowhere. However, we did notice in the trunk that like his, his jack and his tire iron is out mixed in with everything. So all that we can think is maybe, and the uh, spare tire was loose. Got it wasn't like tightened all the way down. somewhere. Or they had a flat and he left the fucking wheel lock key just on the side of the fucking road. <laughs> which oh. is ultimately probably sure. what happened. That's a technical foul. <laughs> so I call the tire shop. I get somebody that I don't usually have or talk to, but doesn't really matter. I go, hey man, I'm going to send my tech Jeff down to your shop. I need you guys to do us a solid and they've got some tool that'll fit any one or whatever the fuck they called it. And I'm like, just shank them off. I'm like, the other four leave on there. The car will be fine with only one lug nut missing on each tire. I don't care. He's like, absolutely, man. Bring it on down. So my tech Jeff goes. And he's gone for a bit. Comes back, pulls in the driveway, stops on the service drive and honks. Because my office is right there to the right. And he, you know, flags me. This is already good. And I look out the window and I notice the wheel locks are still on. And I go out there and I go, what's going on? And he goes, 
Well, I got there and I asked for the guy you told me to and I told him, you know, Jake sent me and he pulled me around to the back and the shop foreman or whatever, they call him the shop foreman, stops my tech and says, we're not doing this. Get the fuck off our lot. What? Like that aggressively? Fucking shop foreman. What happened? I know. Fucking shop foreman. I, I have no idea. So I call back and I ask, I'm like, what's this about guys? And he goes, shop foreman says he doesn't want to do it. And I go, so your shop foreman runs the shop now? And more implying of he owns the business? Who pissing his Cheerios? And I'm like, Seriously. I'm like, guys, we've been working with you for years. And I'm like, we know so-and-so who is the owner of the shop or one below the owner of the shop. We've been dealing with her for years. What's changed? And he's like, the shop foreman says, no, we can't do it. Hmm. So it's just shit like that. Turn the punch bowl shit. It's like we send them business all the time. All the fucking time. Something had to have set that set that in motion to, to yeah. have a response like that. You guys like rubbed him the wrong way. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Fuck if I know. Well, I mean, I have some extractor sets and stuff like that. So if you ever need anything. Just yeah, I'll give you a call. So, and you know, I forget what it is, but the, what did, uh. The fucking snap on guy called those things twist sockets or flip sockets or whatever the fuck he yeah, called them. Yeah. But I'm not I'm trying to remember what I'm his not, name is. I'm not buying it from him, Nick. No, <laughs> I need a set. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yes, I think he said Nick that, is better. Yeah. Well, and plus, I've uh, with Matco tools, right? It, and Milwaukee and Milwaukee and I, beef jerky. I don't know if they're. Oh, I've had some of his beef jerky before. Someone gave me some once. I think it was maybe Skeeter. You know, where, he sells it. You can buy some. Well, but he doesn't come to our shop very often. He Once comes every Tuesday. <laughs> he does? I only yeah. see Snap-on Man. No, the, yeah. Next there every Tuesday. Week, weekly. Yep. Don't, don't tell. No, go ahead. So, you know, the guy from Snap-on goes, he's like 350 bucks for a set. And if they're really that expensive, that's fine. But I'm not giving him the money to begin with. So we you can make payments. We didn't have any of those flip sockets. A lot of the like specialty him and Haw shit. My techs don't fucking buy. Yeah. For I don't know why. It'd well, be nice to have them. them. You're gonna need them a handful of times, and you know it's not one of your big major money makers. Still, still be fucking nice to have. That's I've why got. I enough, have them myself. I've got enough technicians. Why don't you all fucking split it? Have we ever talked about my jewelry box on this show? Many times. So, anyways, continue. Mike is making a face like we have not. Have we, we talked about my jewelry box on this show? No. I have a mini snap-on chest as my jewelry box. Oh, that's <laughs> cute. Yeah, I'll have to show it to you next time you guys are at the house. It was ridiculously expensive. It's so just like a real snap-on toolbox. <laughs> um, but it has like the bottom chest of drawers. Yeah. And then it's like the big ones that have like the roll-up top. It's yeah. kind of like that too. And then there's an open part and then the additional chest. And then it says snap-on. Very And cute. it's like the two part for my jewelry box. I just thought you guys should know that. It's pretty fun. We'll have to post a picture of that on the Oh, we'll take socials. a picture. So, we don't have one of those sets, but knowing that you have them, I'll give you a call next time. I don't know why I didn't Worth think about shot. I don't know why I didn't think about it, but anyways. So, the tech ends up whatever, you know, millimeter socket that he had. He just fucking hammered it right over the top oh, yeah. of him for a snug fit and he pulled them off so that was fine but it's like all that work through and it's just like to possibly lose a job because the 
The customer was nice enough to let us keep the car one extra day. He didn't want a loaner. He just didn't want to drive another car. He, for, you know what? To each their own. That's fine. You guys provide like a, a so, Uber service. But so. he's like, I only have this one day or I got to take the car because he had a trip or whatever. It's not my business. But it's like for something like that where you get one fucking turd in the punch bowl yeah. or you don't have the fucking tools you need and the shop loses out on a fucking that whole ticket was a $3,700 job for all the upsells because the guy knew he's like, I, car's in not great shape. I've got the money. I want it back to 100. Hey, speaking of, you know, certain amounts of money, I have a question. Like, what do you guys think is worth chasing after? Like the other day I spent like 30 minutes figuring out something that was going to make a $10 and 38 cent difference. Like what, what is worth the time? I guess it depends on the amount of time you have versus the ratio of money. I'm always busy. I'm always busy. Depends on if it's going to make my job easier. It doesn't matter how much time it takes. If it's going to make my life easier, I'll do it. Yeah, I think that amount is $50. <laughs> Executive decision has been made. It is $50. Well, I don't know. It's like I spend so much money for so much time for these. You know, I make what I make an hour. So it's like if something is under. You're, you're essentially talking about the dealership having to write off $10 and 38 cents. Yeah. How how important is that to me versus the other hundreds and thousands of dollars and stuff like that that I can be processing right now? Yeah. Right? Yeah. What's that number? <sighs> what mean, do you think that number is? It, you know, if, because if, if think you, about like how much money you're bringing in in the shop versus you know payroll and all that shit. Like, what's the what, average what do you think time? That number is? What's the average time to close a ticket that is a high dollar ticket, and then off of that ticket, <laughs> how much money can you potentially save or or you know gain? What is what is that time frame? I mean, yeah. So I guess if it's like a four thousand dollar claim, if you're replacing an engine, okay, and you're chasing after chasing ten, after ten bucks, ten dollars is nothing on yeah, a four thousand dollar. But claim. if I'm doing a freaking oil change, oil, yeah, yeah, then maybe it's worth the time of the extra five minutes. You know. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, I recently was like, oh, I have this like $105 difference because I was talking to my office manager and I wasn't sure what account to put it through because it wasn't going to get paid that amount. And she's like, oh, just write it off. Um, and like, there's a whole process that I go through with signatures. Like I have to make sure to get signatures and all of this. And she granted it's month end so i don't know if she just like if this is an all the time thing yeah, or if this is it, just like it. yeah if i get just right <laughs> it was pretty funny how much is it ten dollars ah, fuck it yeah 105 dollars <laughs> right at all no big deal okay um Ooh, whose topic is this which one tv show about dealership that's mine Ooh. there's a tv show about dealerships there's is there well, I have a, I have a slightly different idea, I think. What's your idea? Should we be on it? So, well, probably. I think all of our dealerships should be on it. So remember those like TV shows like um, Kitchen Nightmare and Bar Rescue and stuff oh, like that? Oh, I love mm -hmm. that shit. Okay. Love so it. how about that for a dealership where they have like 
Isn't that just called a GM? Yeah. But, uh, let's make it into a reality TV show. GM res- dealership rescue. <laughs> let's make it into a reality TV show where nothing's scripted because it, it really is this absolutely crazy in the automotive industry. But there's cameras there that follow everything. I mean, you know, you can't make this stuff up. And, you know, you have somebody who comes in that says, like, this should be this way. This should be this way. This should be this way. And, you know, it doesn't always work like that. But that's in their mind the way that it works. And it, it just, yeah. That, that was kind of like my little harebrained idea for a reality TV show that would be geared more towards like, you know, it's not like rebuilding cars, but it's like rebuilding the dealership, the infrastructure, you know. Ooh, we should have, who's like an expert in dealerships they should go and like, I've, I feel I'm going along like the bar rescue type of idea. Yep. Like, oh, we're having this huge, oh my God, my dealership. John, John Taffer comes in and he brings in his parts specialist and he brings in his oh interior God, decorator and he name? brings in. Um, 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 uh, the farm, the show for the guy from Top Gear and he does the, the, the farms. Clarkson, Jeremy Clarkson. Clarkson. Man, if Jeremy Clarkson came to my dealership and told me how to do things, I would listen. I would like literally wet myself if he was there. <laughs> I don't know what I would do. Oh my god! I just thought that would be like a funny idea to like see all the drama that ensued. I mean, it's you know very typical for everybody. Everybody comes in and has their own idea of how a shop should be run. It's like you need a Ferrari forklift to fix everything. (laughs) 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 Oh, that would be fun. But I feel like it's kind of I don't. You watch Bar Rescue, right? You've watched those shows before. Okay, you like those shows. So, like, how often do you like Google to see if the store, if the restaurant is like still in business? A few times. Yeah. It never is. I yeah. (laughs) So I kind of feel like if you're doing that, you got to be on your like last gasps of breath. Some of those episodes will be like, you know, they'll do a follow up at the end and be like, you know, we checked in three months later and they had gone completely back to their old routine and it looks like you know by the end of the year their the business will be failing or whatever. Yeah, it's kind of like when you go see a a inspirational speaker or whatever, you're like super jazzed for for like a week and a half. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, I'm sad now. No. Um. Well, you know about this next segment, I approve it. So this is another one of mine. Um, we had a, sorry, we, we had a sorry, smooth transition. So, so Jake knows about this system. We have a system where you can like text message with the customer from your computer mm-hmm. and, you know, get authorization, and send them all, all the comments, all, all, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, customer had their vehicle in there. We sent him the estimate to repair all the things that he wanted. And he sends back a, a message saying approved. So we do the repairs and the customer comes in and you know, well, how much is it? like six or seven hundred dollars well i never authorized this so like this whole thing went down the guy didn't want to pay for it so we have to go back and search through the records and show him that you did say approved well the app wasn't working i couldn't look up the you know couldn't look up the estimate well then why did you say approved well i I didn't know what to do well you the obviously the app was working because you texted back you could have called in you could have texted on that same number saying hey what What's going on with this? Can you please tell me what the actual estimate is? The app's not working. Instead, he just said approved. So yeah, lo and behold, he actually ended up having to pay his money. So going off that, we've had a customer whose car has been in um, since August of last year. And um, he has a very sentimental golf. Um, so he needed $18,000 worth of repairs done on this vehicle. And the only reason I knew about it at all is because I was going through looking at where warranty dollars were on open tickets because I need to close 
those things as soon as possible because parts prices change over time. And so, okay, I look through, oh, there's a recall. Okay, call the call the service writer. Okay, there's not going to be any more warranty. That's the only thing on it. Okay, so I do that. I close the warranty portion, claim the recall. Um, that was a few months ago. And my coworker, Maria, who is the booker for Volkswagen, she goes, hey, you got to check out this car. Dispatcher. Dispatcher, booker, whatever. So I go check out the car. She's like, just um, stick your head inside. I open the door. It's fucking a disaster in there. We all know these cars. Okay. It's a disaster in there. There's trash. This vehicle has been sitting on the lot since August. I stick my head in. It just the pungent aroma that envelops my nostrils is not to be explained here. It's just indescribable. And so I I go into the ticket further and I see, oh shit, there's $18,000 worth of work on this vehicle. They're never going to get this money. So apparently the, they've been going back and forth with the customer. Oh, I can't pay it today. Oh, you know, I'm going to pay you in installments. Da, 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 da. Why we chose to wrote chose to write up this car after we I feel like if you see the vehicle and you know what excuse me what a piece of crap it is like do you really think it looked nice on the outside it was mm. taken care of I will say that on the inside it was garbage you see that and you think that that person is going to pay $18,000 the car's not even worth that much. The car is not worth that much. They paid it all on their debit card a few days ago. Well, what the hell? Jeez. And yeah, and um, <laughs> the accounts receivable payable person is freaking out because she's because I believe over five thousand dollars or maybe it's even a thousand dollars. You have to like do certain paperwork for taxes to be able to to put that type of money away and then also like you have to approve that with your bank but anyways they i could not believe that they actually paid it after all this time i really thought that that was just gonna rot on the lot and that we would have to like lean sale yeah litigation lean sale all of that fun stuff but they've they paid it wow so um in addition to that or do you do you have a should we take a little jokey break? Well, I'm dealing with that too right now, actually, with one of my customers. Oh, what's going on? <clears throat> I can't go into too much detail about it, but... Do you want to be vague about it, or it's not even worth it? I've done multiple repairs on this vehicle. Do we know about and, it? No. Okay. And um, the second round of repairs, I recommended this, this, and this, this, and he never asked for an estimate. He just gave me a deposit and said, just fix it. So I did, and at the end of those repairs, I found something else wrong with it, um, and gave him the new total it would be with that repair, and it's a huge problem now, apparently. Oh, well, I didn't want all that work done. I just wanted it to, to pass smog, is what this conversation went. I'm like, well, <laughs> if I had known it was going to cost this much, I wouldn't have had you done all that other work. Well, I told you what we were doing. And you said 
you led me to believe you just wanted it fixed that when you, you gave would that do. deposit. You didn't ask how much it was or anything. You just said, fix it. Okay. So it's become a big battle now and back and forth. And I still have the vehicle, but it's, ugh, it's blown up so much. Hmm. So I'm dealing with that shit right now, too. I'm it's funny sorry. that we touched that. Yeah. But. Oh, my God. There's nothing fucking wrong here. Nothing yeah. fucking wrong at all. This is fine. So you have those customers who think there's something wrong, but there is nothing fucking wrong. Mm-hmm. Absolutely nothing. And. It doesn't matter how much you tell them or if there happened to be a tech inside of the office at that exact same time where this customer came in and explained, this is normal. There is nothing wrong. Right. The, this is what can cause this, but there's no other signs leading to it. But customer, you know, still, well, I want to send it to the shop. I want to make sure it's good. This, that, and the other thing, blah, blah, blah. And so that's fine. You know what? Mm-hmm. We'll send it through the shop. We're going to charge you 175 if there's no problem found. And and they're fine with that, I guess, or whatever. So we look into the car, and I won't go into all the details. It's stupid crap, but we, we do our diagnosis, or my tech does the diagnosis. And he looks and checks everything, and there's nothing wrong, lo and behold. Mm-hmm call the customer and I say, you know, hey, look, there's nothing wrong with the car. We've checked everything and more and the car's good to pick up. There's nothing more that can be done here. And of course, customer's not having that. No, 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 you didn't look at it right. I know best. I know my car. This is how it's supposed to work. This is what it's doing. So we go, okay, well, no, fuck you. You're wrong. (laughs) And that is how the car is supposed to be. My technician who've been doing this for 35 years is right. You're wrong. I'm sorry. Granted, you don't tell them that, but you imply fuck off. Not having it. So she goes, well, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to complain and get something done about this. And, you know, hangs up the phone. I'm like, okay. So I get a call a couple hours later from Mazda customer assistance. Mm Mm-hmm. And they go, we want you to open up a tech line case. Like, the fuck we are. There's nothing wrong with the car, but we have to. Nice. So we open up a tech line case. And verbatim, the associate on the other end basically goes, why are you calling us? Yeah, that happens. And we're like, trust us. We completely understand, but you can blame your lackeys over at CEC. So we get the tech line number. I get a hold of the CEC representative. Here we go. We called. There's nothing wrong. Well, the customer's not, the customer's whatever. Yeah, we okay. know. So by the grace of God, our field service tech, our field service engineer, just happened to be in the area. Oh, nice. And decided to stop by and say, hey, like, hey, man, can you do us a favor? Mm-hmm. You got 10 minutes to kill? He's like, yeah, absolutely. Can't check this car. He's like, yeah, let's do it. So we explain it to him, all this, looks at the car, everything's perfect, absolutely perfect, everything's on the money, no problems, no nothing, bingo. So I call the customer, 
I go, ma'am, come pick up your vehicle. She goes, it's not done. I'm like, yes, it is. You need to come pick up your vehicle or we will start charging a fee. You need to come pick up your vehicle. Everything's fine. Well, how do you know? Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because the number one honcho for this district came out and checked your car. He says it's fine and has instructed us to tell you to come pick up your vehicle. So this, that, and the other thing, and she comes to pick it up. And the field service engineer, once I hang up the phone, he goes, I want you to put all of these things on the RO and word it this exact way. So if she tries to come around and sue us, we have a case. And she left and she picked up and I said, have a wonderful day, ma'am. We hope to see you soon for your next service. <laughs> sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Sometimes all shit. Just saying. Um, it's all you, baby. No, it's not. It's all you. I, I think that, okay. Well, I had a situation recently where we had a bit, okay. As a warranty administrator, mm-hmm. there is only so much I can do. I cannot work on vehicles. If you were to do something as a technician, I assume that you're doing it as per the repair manual. I cannot do it all. I cannot look up every single repair every single time. Isn't that your job title? Well, yes and no. Yes and yes and no. I mean, I'm just, I'm just fucking with you anyways. She, she can't do everything. Uh, I can, I can see that you've done the labor operate. You've claimed the labor operations you're supposed to claim as per the repair manual. That's what I can do. I am not down there making sure that X, Y, and Z thing has been done. I cannot do that. I have my own job to do. You cannot. I can no. Cool. Not to mention that you can't take care of 20 or 6 technicians or however many technicians also, that you have. I haven't gone through technician training. Like, there's there's training you guys go through where you're supposed to know more than I'm supposed to know. Okay. Yeah. So, for Volkswagen, most of the electronic diagnosis is done through guided fault finding. We call it GFF. Right now, there is a warranty extension extending the wear and tear break warranty period from 12-12 right. to 24-24. Okay. Okay. So, you have to use GFF when you replace the brake pads to open the pistons so you can replace them, then close them. I was about to say, how how is that going to help you with doing a brake job? But yeah, if it's got um, electronic brake calipers or something like that, then yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Close them. And then a third step. A third step doesn't look like much, but it's very important, apparently. Um, the third step is basically a check to make sure that the electronic parking brake, the EPB, is working properly. Right. Um, and it's just a really quick thing. It, so when you run these plans, like it opens the plan for to open the thingies. The thingies. Yeah. And then... Brake calipers? Uh-huh. Okay. 
And then Will's probably going to correct me on this. But listen, I'm only looking at it from my perspective. There are three steps that need to be done. Two steps were being done by certain people. And Volkswagen can see this because Because everything is logged electronically and paperlessly. Paperlessly. Um, And electronically. Yes. And paperlessly. Mm Mm-hmm. So what happens is when you run that first plan, this, the closing plan gets added automatically. And then the third EPB check is added <laughs> automatically. So you have to press start again. Well, they felt like there was nothing else to do. So that wasn't being done. And warranty found it, kicked the claim back, said, get the customer back in in 60 days because this repair was done incorrectly. So I then, this is at the end of the day on like a Tuesday. Was it Tuesday that you picked me up? Tuesday? I think it was Tuesday, yeah. Tuesday. And I uh, suddenly all of my time is sucked into this rabbit hole of fuckery. And I go back several Several repairs in the month for the same technician. And how and many <laughs> weren't done properly? More than I would like. Mm. However. Koa. Koa. We're just getting to the good part. I know. So, needless to say, let, let's not get into the nitty gritty here. We got the customer back for the said claim. And the shop foreman got together and got everyone together, even though it was really for one person, <laughs> and demonstrated the proper way to do this. Well, at least there was an education and training session. And both of the times the shit hit the fan on this, my service manager was gone. So I'm immediately like, this person cannot do breaks. No one can do breaks until they talk to me first. I went and talked to all of the technicians. We're running through. I talked to the shop foreman like, hey, am I missing something? Because I'm literally like all the test plans in the GFF, the names of them are in German. <laughs> yeah. So I've got my world lens out. <laughs> Google Translate. <laughs> Thank God, though, I very quickly figured out that the the module number for the brakes is in there. So you don't have to know the German word for Breakenspitten or oh, whatever. you can just look at that. Yeah, it code. still had yeah. the module number. So that was a really quick, easy thing. So. Breakenspitten. <laughs> Did you like that? Mm-hmm. So that was my fun journey I've been on this week. Do, do we have any jokes, Eric? No? Nothing? Nope, oh my week. goodness, did, Jacob! Did you have a joke? I do, but I don't feel comfortable saying it. Oh, do you want to just hand me your phone and I'll do it? No. <laughs> okay. Well, well, do you have one, Allie? I have no shame. Well, I do have this problem. What's this? So, at I I talked to my doctor recently, mm-hmm. and I have this problem where I I can't sleep. Okay. So I end up just eating. Yeah. So I I talked to my doctor. And they said that there's actually a clinical name for this. What's the name for it? It's insomnomnomnia. <laughs> <laughs> I told them all the joke before this. Boo. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> I, it was so funny. Okay. 
Good night, everybody. Bye, love you. <laughs> we can roll credits on that. Yeah. <laughs> I feel really proud of my setup, though. I'm just going to say that. That was very good. Thank very you. good. Um, you should still say yours. No. no. Okay. I'll work on it. Well, you know who does have great jokes we hear? Who? Our sponsors. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Are you talking about Ray Moon from El Ranchito Taco Shop in Lake Elsinore, California? I am. Do you know how creamy his guac is? I've heard it's fantastic. Oh, my God. And do you know Nick Lowridge? I've heard of the man, yeah. Where's he from? I believe he's also from Thousand Oaks area, California. Well, I mean, like his company. Well, that too, but it's Matco. Matco? And you know what else he sells? Is it Milwaukee? Well, yeah, and beef jerky. Oh, yeah. such good jerky. Yeah. And have you heard about this guy, Travis? Travis Ferris? Ferris? Yeah. I know him. Yeah. And? He's got... The G- Justice Brothers. <laughs> Justice Brothers. JV80, bunch of other stuff. Justice Brothers. Thank you. Uh, thank you to Dale Follett, Norman Glazier. Um, <laughs> thank, thank you to Jake. Thank you to Allie. Thank you to Jake. Oh, thank you to Eric. Thank you to Koa. Thank you to you. Yeah. Um, and you know who else? Thank you. All of our listeners. Absolutely. We could not and will not do this without you guys. So stop listening or keep listening. <laughs> we prefer you to keep listening. Yes, indeed. Oh, uh, we also want listener oh, mail. Oh, it's not over? No, <laughs> not yet. Well, do you want to say something? <laughs> no, you two are doing great. <laughs> listener mail would be fantastic. You can get to us at customerstatespodcast at gmail.com, which is also happens to be our PayPal. And if you check out our website, customerstatespodcast.com, you can You can, can look at our merch and not purchase it. Merch. <laughs> you should purchase it, though. You should, but Very. you're not. Well, they will. Very high will quality. They? Yeah. After they see all of our crazy social media posts. And with that, we say. Oh, jeez. <laughs> cheese. No! Did you say cheese? Oh, cheese. Oh, I love. I, I don't love that. Love you. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Sounds more like a dog. Uh, okay. That was too loud. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Hi, this is Mike Sarah from Customer States. Matco Tools is one of the best tool companies in the industry, and Nick Lowridge is one of the best Matco tool distributors. Nick can get me anything I need for the shop or for at home. From oil drain pans to beef jerky, <laughs> Nick's got what I need on tap. Nick works in the Thousand Oaks, California area, and you too can get whatever you need by calling him at 805 796 seven three two three and if you're not in that area call him anyway and tell him you heard about him from the customer states podcast and then you can hop on to uh, matcotools.com and find a matco tools distributor near you matco tools service trust results